right. Hello, and welcome to an all-new, intimate episode of Press YYZ. Oh, yeah. We're the, oh, yeah. We're the only oh, Canadian yeah. gaming podcast you can catch live on Twitch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m., but here's the thing, not tonight. Um, in solidarity with the communities uh, that are out there that are currently being um, targeted by hate um, raids, uh, like a lot of other people in the Twitch community, we've decided to take the day off today to tell Twitch that they need to do better. Um, this is Absolutely. unacceptable. It's been going on for a while. AJ, sorry. Why don't you, do, like, obviously you are, pro I was going to say, what's your opinion? But your opinion is this isn't good. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 a shitty thing that's happening and like you know, we face it time and time again. Like the only way to get any sort of positive positive action from any sort of uh especially multi-billion dollar profiting company is to hit them where it hurts and that's their wallet. Now, are they really going to feel it today? Who can say? Um uh it's it sort of is what it is. I'm sure there's still hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people trying to live stream on Twitch, trying to seize the moment. Like, oh, well, mm -hmm. the, the big guys are, are stepping out. We're going to try and, and, and grab some of those views while we can. And maybe, but like, we're, we're nobody on Twitch, right? Like literally nobody. I think, I think our only subscribers are us currently, right? So it's like, that that's great and all like it, it's the it's it is what it is it's just we're we're still better off standing with uh those affected by all this negativity and all this absolute garbage out there uh than we are um uh just contributing to any of it so yeah this 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 are every every if we have we have an election coming up here, mm -hmm. uh, which you know we could talk a little bit about that uh, you and I uh, today because I had I had some fun last Friday. Yes. Um, yeah. The uh, we we have an election coming up, and a lot of people feel like a lot of people. The reason people don't vote a lot is because they feel like their vote isn't worth anything, right? Mm -hmm. And so. In some ways, this is this is us voting to say, "Hey, Twitch, do better," because Twitch needs to do better. Yeah, and... this has been going on for too long. The problems were raised a month ago, yeah. and Twitch said they were going to try, and I don't think we've seen any trying. In fact, it's just gotten worse. If, if. The whole OnlyFans debacle that happened in the last two weeks as well, where they were going to change their policy to yes. completely negatively affect the one thing that made them popular and made them all that money. It's like, what, 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 what are you doing? Right. And they, they immediately like a week later flip flopped back to it. Right. Back to like, Oh, we're going to find another way. We'll, we'll figure it out. Like, the only way to to get anything done with regards to this stuff is to hit them where it hurts and that's their wallet so yeah no i agree with that hopefully they're listening yeah uh, that's all we can hope is that they listen and that they do better nobody deserves to be harassed uh no matter 
your color skin, uh, your gender, sexual preference. None of that deserves harassment, no matter what. Like even nobody deserves harassment. I think that's the easiest way to put it. And there should be ways to stop that. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And at least if you're working on it, keep us in the loop and let us know what you're working on. Just don't go silent about it. Say you'll do something. Uh, Yeah. Silent. Say, Say something because every voice added into the mix matters. Every... Every vote, even if you scratch your ballot because you don't mm-hmm. trust any of the candidates, they th- that's visible. That is a statistic they can use yep. to say, hey, I don't trust any of these guys. Right. Well, yeah. And that's definitely been something with politics. Like when I hear people and they're like, I don't trust anybody. I'm like, well, go vote, but scratch your ballot. That's recorded as like you don't feel like you're worth voting for. It's something. a vote of no confidence up. is what it is. You You have no confidence in any any party or any candidate mm-hmm. J- go out and do the thing e- e- regardless of how small your voice is yep no completely fair so yeah so all right well to get to finish the intro because we had our twitch aside there um this will go live on pack podcast services uh tonight and it will be live on youtube uh tomorrow so um you guys know my name i'm nathan we've already discussed this and i'm joined by aj today for this very intimate affair this very special episode just the two of us is that the song and it takes two they should put that song and it takes two i i didn't play it takes two but that would that would have been smart if it's if it's if it's not in there that they missed out yeah I agree. Uh, I'll play It Takes Two when it comes to Game Pass. <laughs> oh, l- listen to you, the PlayStation guy, saying he wants to play it on Game Pass. What is this? Yeah, I- I've been putting more time into my <laughs> Xbox recently, but that's because all I've been doing is playing Splitgate, and um, I downloaded it on my Xbox. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Splitgate it's really is good. Really good. Well, yeah. Um, We'll talk about that in a second. Um, so just to give you guys a little bit of episode structure for today, it's just AJ and I, we're just chilling. There is no episode structure. So we're just going to kind of vamp and see where we go. I don't expect this to be an overly long episode of Press YYZ. I hope you're yeah. not too disappointed. Um, but we just want to make sure we talk. I've been off for two weeks. Um, I had some mental health struggles about two weeks ago. And then last week I was at the cottage and we could talk about that and how I almost lost a finger. Uh, oh, don't do that. Yeah. So, um, as well as didn't get eaten by bears. Oh, so, good. Yeah. Did you see I, one though? No. Uh, we saw oh. a beaver though. We'll talk about the beaver. Oh, beavers are arguably more dangerous sometimes. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Um, okay. So we've done all the housekeeping. Oh no. Housekeeping. I haven't written anything here. I will be streaming on, tw- uh, Twitch tomorrow. Um, uh, I think I'm going to be streaming Splitgate. We'll see how that plays through the um, through the capture card and if I'm seeing mm-hmm. any major latency with it or not. Uh, okay. That being said, uh, I might, because I just found this out, Surgeon Simulator 2 is out tomorrow, stream a little bit mm-hmm. of Surgeon Simulator 2 because I enjoyed the first game as much as you can enjoy a game where you're supposed to be terrible doing surgeries. Yeah. Um, I was very frustrated when I re- I got a review code for the first one years ago and I had to walk away from it for like three days before I realized you're not meant to be good at it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I didn't get uh, the joke at first. You know, some sometimes sometimes a really good joke flies over everyone's heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you remember that era of like like the early 2010s where everything was blank simulator, goat simulator? Like we even got we even got goat sim- simulator, uh, which is also available on Game Pass, I believe. Um, I have the platinum, but in that it, if you believe that. Oh wow! But that's was, uh, you know what you could get a hunt. You could get all of the achievements now. Now that you're an Xbox guy as well, I'm saving it, it actually because yeah. apparently I don't know if you're aware of these Microsoft rewards points. Uh huh. Have you partaked in Microsoft reward points? I've 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 dabbled. Okay. I've dabbled a bit. Um, I'm on their subreddit pretty much daily right now. Um, okay. And about twice a year, they do, uh, for 10,000 reward points, 10,000 achievements. Oh. So I'm saving a few, um, a few games, a few few games games. that you know, you, that you know, you can do. Yeah. I know I can blast out, blast out the one problem with, um, the one issue with goat simulator and it is, was my quickest platinum until I played, um, What's the can game where you tap on the can? I mail. Oh yeah. Um, so that became my quickest platinum, but I did it in less than twenty four hours initially. Okay. But there is a trophy for Flappy Goat, where you have to play essentially Flappy Bird, but with a goat. Okay. And it you only have to get to number nine, like nine or something or ten, but it's yeah. ridiculously hard. I've seen people walk away from the platinum, and that was their last <laughs> one. Of course. I somehow managed to do it. So I'm not looking forward to doing Flappy Goat again, uh, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll potentially try it. I'm also holding on to the LucasArts Adventure games and a few other games for that. But since I've started collecting the reward points about what? I get my Xbox three months ago about? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah not that long. Not that long ago. I've accumulated almost $50 in points so far. That's pretty good. What What is your current achievement score? Oh, uh, I can pull that up. What What uh, is your gamer score? If you my will. gamer score. Yeah, that's weird to say. Um, it's so it's so two thousands. Yeah, bro. What's your gamer score? So where's the Xbox? Uh, is Xbox not open on my computer? Huh. Give me two seconds here. Normally, it's just is your username the, the same? Yeah. Uh, well, mm. it's got numbers beside it. Five, six, three, four. I think. I see you. Am I following you yet? Uh, am I not? No, I'm I not know. following you yet. I am now. Okay, and sweet. you're going to be a favorite. You have 6,815. Yeah. How, how am I doing so far as somebody who's had it for three months? Uh, for, for three months? Uh, a lot faster than I did when I first got my 360. Um, yeah, because like, th- if you think about it, the 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 majority of the majority of games you know with the exception of like killer instinct or uh the master chief collection which is really like the master chief collection especially is a is a collection of different games each with a thousand gamer score right Mm -hmm. um essentially it's like you've completed six whole games and 100 percent of them almost almost a full seven so in three months that's really good yeah, most a lot of those achievements are from Killer Instinct. Yeah. Um, one of the Microsoft Rewards things is you have to get an achievement every day and you get 50 points. You've got 
You got 45 gamer score in Microsoft Solitaire Collection. Yeah, that's out on Game Pass. I downloaded it. Mm -hmm. uh, Minesweeper too, uh, although it's on Game Pass. But I think I don't oh, know if they give you score. Yeah, you get score from Minesweeper as well. Mm -hmm. um, but Solitaire was kind of fun when I was playing on my computer. Yeah. So cool. the one thing is, is you can see what games have just quickly jumped in and out of very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's like you, it looks like it looks scrolling down this. It looks like you've like played a lot of things and just like or maybe at least like downloaded them or something and and whatnot. Like you played a little Burnout Paradise. Is, am I seeing that correctly? Yeah. For like 10 minutes, I feel like. Yeah. You got like um, three achievements in that. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, so I'm enjoying my Xbox. I've pre-ordered that new Forza Horizon 5 controller. Okay. Because it looks pretty sick. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, I like it. Like, and we've discussed this before. I don't have a connection with Halo. Mm -hmm. I've gone back to the Halo Master Chief collection. And the initial games almost feel janky and hard to play. Well, they're they're twenty years old at this point, right? Yeah, so. no, a hundred percent. And I think the people who have that nostalgia and played them, I think it's easier to go back to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just quickly, I have played through the main trilogy, you know, in the last in the last three months uh, alone, and uh, and I've I've made more progress since then. But um, yeah, the like the first one for me at, at this point is hard to go back to uh unless i'm gonna do that with like co-op or some, yeah. something like that right just just because of the way that it feels like it still feels good it still feels right it just doesn't feel modern anymore like mm -hmm. like it used to but yeah no a hundred percent and like the controls that de definitely throw me off because everything like controls differently it feels like yeah so yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And like you and I have had the, the conversation and, you know, I've I've shat on your opinions of the driving uh, in that game. And I know, oh, yes, for like the driving in Halo is the driving in Halo. And it's for me, because I grew up with it, is something that I can always go back to. And like, like, yeah, I'm not using the triggers to drive, but I don't need to because this is Halo. This is different. And so. Yeah, it, it's. It, there are there are there are some things like in my opinion the tank controls because like maybe not in the first game the first the first game is different enough but okay. as they they figured it out more um to actually drive the scorpion tank in the halo games it's it's a lot better um do it uh, to to do that um in the in those rather than um in the in the first one um they they've they tweaked it in such a way that it 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 actually feels correct to, if to push forward and move forward and to turn your gut with the other stick and like yeah if it's any validation i actually don't love um the controls in borderlands for driving either and i know they're very similar yeah yeah that's true that's very true so Mm -hmm. um okay so let's talk about a game i've been playing i think you've been playing it a bit too right split gate split gate yeah 
I haven't played it in a little bit. Mitch and I were going to play a little bit last week, but he realized he didn't download it yet. Okay. Um, well, that's a problem if you want to play it. Yeah, a, a bit of a problem. So then we played uh, a little Halo ODST instead. Um, a little firefight action in there. But um, yeah, Splitgate's really good. I've, I've said a... a I've said my piece about it on this very podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago at this point. So I, I'm curious to to hear what you think and like how how it has it grabbed you? Uh, so in a matter of words, yes. Okay. Um, I'm playing it every day. I'm doing the daily challenges every day. I finished the week, all the weekly challenges since I've started. I'm starting to work on the seasonal challenges now. Um. Like, I really love playing it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It gets me excited. I bought the Battle Pass. I figured it was a free-to-play game, so I spent money yeah. on the Battle Pass for him. Um, yeah. I, I I think it's a really fun game. And if this is... I keep hearing this is Halo 3 with Portals. as yeah. like the closest analog. That is, yeah, it that actually is like the, the closest analog you could... You can, you can kind of compare it to. Um... Which at some point you're gonna have to play through the Halo series, um, and and learn for for yourself kind of like the origins of Splitgate. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's Halo Three arguably is like the most revered. Looking back, um, okay. like everybody everybody's got the nostalgia glasses for the the original and even Halo Two to an extent, but it was. It was peak Halo was Halo three. Okay. And, and playing that online. So, yeah, no, I'm in like, like, and it's a good time. It's getting me excited. Like I'm not overly excited for the campaign of infinite because I Mm -hmm. just don't have an attachment to the story, but I'm more excited to jump into the multiplayer aspects of it right now. Um, just like I've been playing the team deathmatch a lot, but even some of the other team games like uh, Shoddy Snipers, Oddball, uh, Domination, King of the Hill, like these are things which I would normally never touch. And I'm doing like I'm enjoying them with random people, although sometimes with random people, it's really, really terrible because they don't understand the objectives and what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So That's but part for sure. Yeah. But I'm having a great time with it right now. So uh it's something which i guess until halo comes out i'll continue to invest some time in for now at least it feels like and you know how far down the well i fell with fall guys yes yeah it feels like fall guys to me like it's just like that it's that exciting to you yeah yeah um Like, you know, even Fall Guys is something I got back into recently uh, mm-hmm. before I went on vacation. I finished off their existing battle pass in the, like, their free battle pass. or What do they call it? Fame path. I finished off their full fame path in the new okay. season. So I put more time into this new season than I have any of the others um, since uh-huh. the launch. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's, a, it's a really good, Splitgate's a really good time. It's really underrated. It's free, which is awesome. Uh, they're adding people by the day, um, which is good. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. What I'm more excited about is seeing the proper Xbox Series X and PS5 versions hit. Yeah, that would be, that's ideal. Yeah. So. Because those things are like long, long overdue, in my opinion, for 
Like, because Fall Guys came out, what, last summer in August or September? It's just a year old now, right? Yeah, so Fall Guys, it was a PS Plus game for August, I believe. So it just hit over yeah. a year. Um, so, well, yeah, so, and sorry, I think we got confused about, we crossed wires and what we were talking about there. But oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was talking about the Splitgate versions of P for PS5 and Xbox Series oh, okay, X. Okay, because okay, right okay, now okay. they're the PS4 version and the and One the... X version. Yes. So yes, they are the, apparently they were supposed to have those versions ready, but because of the massive player influx, they went from 500 concurrent players a week to like 50,000 to 200,000. Woof. Yeah. Um, so they've held off on these launching these new versions while they still get all their server stuff figured out because apparently when people started talking about it and I was probably a week or two late to the party on it, yeah. um, like you had to wait for a significant amount of time before you could get into the game. It yeah. When like I finally, launch. when I finally got into it, I didn't, there were no waiting times at all. So, yeah. And, and I came to it late as well, like a week or so later than, uh, than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so they're holding off on that, but I'm excited about the future of split gate. And so just a segue off here, cause I am surprised as you bring up fall guys that we haven't seen an Xbox series X version yet or a switch version, which were both announced months ago. Yeah. They were yeah. announced for the summer and then they delayed well, them. Yeah. And I don't understand the delay. They've mm -hmm. got cross play working between PC and PlayStation already. Yeah. So, and like maybe the Switch version, I can understand a delay if they're having trouble getting the online to run on Switch or the game to run on Switch. Yeah, I I would imagine the Switch issue it would be like getting the game itself to to run at a stable frame rate because um, there's a when it when it comes down to like shooters in general, mm -hmm. like. I'm not the biggest frame rate snob or anything like that. Like I, I appreciate a nice smooth 60 or, or even higher frames per yep. second. Um, I can manage, I can deal with a 30 frame per second, something or other, but uh, there, there's like a last, last year or the year before or something like that. There's a, a, a Linus tech tips video where they got a bunch of professional gamers like, like shroud and a few other people. Um, to compare monitors um, with different uh, uh, refresh rates okay. along with games with um, uh, the, the highest possible frame rate you could get out of them, like Counter-Strike or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they, they, you know, just through this testing with like, like your reaction time is heavily increased like on its own just from uh just from the higher uh refresh rate because by the time you see something moving in 30 frames per second right it's yeah. it's already over here by the time you click where the smoother the frame rate the more accurate and precise you can be um the with with a higher frame rate um and and they they were able to prove that yeah you know what especially in competitive games frame rate absolutely matters yeah no i could see that a hundred percent um so yeah no and i think that's been a big change for me this generation uh ever since we got the ps5s and uh the ps5 and the xbox series x because i was never a frame rate snob either 
that was never something that I cared about. And I'll be honest now, going back to 30 frames per second games is harder. Yeah. And playing them. Like I I believe it. I dabbled in Final Fantasy 15 and I couldn't keep playing because of the frame frame rate. I bought Watch Dogs Legion and they didn't have 60 frames per second out of the gate on next gen. Hmm. They didn't launch that patch till June. Wow. And the game came out in November. That's when they added 60 frames per second to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it like it made such a difference, but I never noticed it before. And now it's all I notice in older games. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. almost like sick. I don't want to say it makes me sick, but like it's hard to look at. Yeah, I, I get it. Totally get it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, okay, so why don't we talk a bit about what we've been doing recently? AJ, you've got a fun story to tell. Yeah, so um, if you're Canadian, uh, you know there's a, a federal election going on right now. Um, at, at the start, it seemed like a, a, a sure bet that, yep. uh, that uh, like a good bet that Justin Trudeau was making, but... Um, as time goes on, it appears to have potentially been a bad idea. Um, I think everybody agrees it was probably unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do, I do agree with the sentiment he 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 made when he announced that this election was happening. Um, in that, you know, you have people on one side of the aisle crying about tyranny in all of these. Uh, with all these lockdowns and and vaccine mandates and all that stuff and like i i i agree with him here when he said well what do you do in the face of tyranny if if you think somebody is being tyrannical or acting tyrannically you have an election yeah and you give them an opportunity to you give the people the opportunity to have their voices heard um so I live in a small town called Bolton, uh, Ontario, um, which is about an hour north of the city. Um, and it's just north of Brampton. Um, and uh, Justin Trudeau was uh, was supposed to have a uh, not a rally per se, but he was going to he, you know, have a talk with with people out like supporters and whatnot it's just part of his campaign trail he was stopping here this is typically a very blue pc town mm-hmm. um which uh is unfortunate in my opinion um but uh it is what it is so yeah you go to those areas where you are hoping to sway swing some votes right yep uh, unfortunately um the idiots were out in full force. Um, mm. The anti-vaxxers, the fucking... Uh, ju- just the absolute morons were there in full force, waving their fuck Trudeau flags, and uh, it, w- it was absolute disgrace to see uh, my small town uh, stoop to this level. Um, but... Um, yeah, that the event had to be canceled, and you know for for safety reasons. Um, now they didn't quite say what those safety reasons were, at least at the time. But 
um, I can only imagine part of it was, well, there's a, there's a big crowd of anti-vaxxer, anti-masker people gathered together. So we probably didn't want it to be a nice super spreader event. Yep. This, even though it was outside, but also he, the, the, some of those idiots started getting pushy and somewhat physical with the student volunteers who are just looking to get their community service hours done by volunteering for their local candidate. Um, and, and like, it's, it was exciting to be there. Mm -hmm. I wish that I had the opportunity to see the leader of our country for once in person and being at a small town with potentially a small crowd, there could have been an opportunity where I could have asked him a question like, Hey, in 2015, I was super excited about, you know, your, your platform and everything. Uh, and that was supposed to be the last one where Canada, uh, had first passed the post voting. Um, how do, how do we fix that going forward? Because this is, this might not work out in your favor this time around, keeping it around, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, so, something, anything that I could have thought of in the moment or something like that. Um, but uh, I didn't get the opportunity because there were a bunch of idiots out there who were more interested in disrupting the whole thing rather than uh, having a conversation about what their fears and their anxieties and were. They just decided to be jerks about it. Yeah, the whole thing is disappointing and it really worries me. Um, Obviously, south of the border, we've seen a breakdown in politics. Yes. And how sides interact. Yeah. And I worry that we see that now integrating into Canadian politics as well. Yeah, the the garbage that happened down in the U.S. over the last four years uh, has definitely, definitely... um, spread across the border and, mm-hmm. and it's it has empowered the absolute worst of the worst to come up through the woodwork and yep. and 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 feel like i don't want to say and feel like their their opinion matters because yeah everybody's opinion matters but they are refusing to listen to reason they are refusing to to hear fact um it's it's just incredibly disappointing to see see people act that way yeah so. no a hundred percent and i used to think we were better than that and yeah. we're not apparently yeah. which is disappointing no. now the one bonus is, and I want to use the term bonus very, very sporadically or lightly, is that it still seems to be a vocal minority. Yes. It's a vocal and- minority making themselves heard. And we know that from the numbers. Like if you yep. look at vaccination rates in Canada right now versus the states, we were later to the punch and getting vaccinations going, and now we're exceeding them. Ontario, I think it's... Uh, last time I looked, and this was a week or two ago, we were at 73% one shot. No, sorry. 80% at 
at one shot, 73% at two shots. Good. So the numbers are coming up. Like, I don't think we're going to get very far past 80. I think one in five people are still wary of the vaccine. We'll see what happens with this vaccine passport that comes out. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's going to put immediate pressure for the tyranny, tyranny. Um, You mean, you mean the... The Cineplex vaccine card. Huh? Oh, you should patent huh? that. That's really good. Huh? It's really huh? good. Um, I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah. And, oh, I wish I had saved the tweet. If I knew we were going to talk about this, but I saw a tweet or as a comment today on Facebook, but it was essentially you have the right to yeah. not be vaccinated and that's your choice. Yeah. However, the things that you're complaining about are privileges. And you don't get those privileges. They are not rights. Going yeah. to a restaurant to eat, going to a movie, going to a concert. Those are not integral rights of yours. Those are privileges of yours. Yes, absolutely. And by making the vaccine and having that right to not take it, it's going to affect what privileges you do receive. Mm-hmm. And I think it was For a sure. good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's... the. The rights of the the rights of the few don't outweigh the many, um, and it's like my my rights end where theirs begin, right? Mm-hmm. They have a right to say no. I have a right to say yes to a vaccine, but. That it's it's something that if you know and you and you see you see a lot of talk about like uh like whether you're scrolling on TikTok or whatever you see people start trying to argue that oh it's none of your business if I'm vaccinated or not um to me uh, it is kind of my business because yeah. that means you're you are you are more capable of spreading it to me at all um i have a very newly diag- diagnosed autoimmune disease sarcoidosis uh so it is very important to me to stay away from those people as much as possible yep so that i don't i don't have an issue up to and including death you know yeah so it's it it's just stupid it's stupid yeah no a hundred percent i think that's where it comes down to and when we look at things like this like um it's about courtesy for other people and protecting other people and that's what we miss in this whole situation yeah is like we don't like masks are going to continue after covid's done i hope so i hope so so they're not going to go away and i've discussed this i work in stores regularly um now i do think the culture is going to change around it when Mm -hmm. i visited taiwan years ago uh, a few years ago i asked my sister-in-law like we talked about why so many asians were wearing masks there and at the time she explained it to me it was a sign of courtesy people wear them when they're not feeling well so yes. they can protect other people. 
I saw the exact same thing in Japan, like on the subways and everything. Yeah. Anybody who might have the slightest sniffle, they're just putting on a mask because it's polite to yeah. protect those around you and protect your community. And I think our mindset for a long time was, and it's still this way to a point, but like my parents taught me, you don't call in sick unless you're like vomiting, you show up to work oh, and yeah, that's... we're, that's kind of what was put into our heads. Yeah. Um, I, and, there are so many days where, where I went to school, not feeling a hundred percent, but, but I, I had two choices. Well, one is go to school, right? Yeah. I could only stay home if I was puking. Uh, and if I stood, stayed home, well, you should be resting, not playing video games. Yeah. So it's like, no, thank you. Uh, I'll just go to school then. So, and it's one of those things we need to really relook at and how we're dealing with. And at the same time, figure out how workplaces and um, like the like the government treats sick days because we're not set up for that at the moment or we're not yeah. set up for that type of process um we had record low like sick like calls and sick and flu cases and that sort of thing because people were wearing masks we put bar like stores have paid money to put barriers in place to protect their staff they are focusing on sanitization of their hands yes. sick days have gone down because of this um, and it's one of those things when we're not feeling well going forward, we, number one, almost everybody has reusable masks at this point. It's not like we're just going to throw these reusable masks away. Yeah. They're still going to be in our, uh, wheelhouse available to wear, but if you're not feeling sick, put, or if you're not feeling well, put the mask on and go out and mm -hmm. do your stuff. Just protect yeah. other, if you want to go out and you need to work, protect other people at the same time. And it's not going to yeah. be this weird thing. Oh, that guy's wearing a mask. No, it's, and we need to destigmatize that. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, there's, there's no reason not to. <laughs> so. So, um, yeah, no, that's too bad about your thing with Trudeau. Um, I like Justin Trudeau a lot. I think he's been a good prime minister, not without follies yeah, or not without issues. fault right and like yeah. i'm i'm very realistic about that i'm not blinded by that and like like i've mentioned in our discord um uh discord.gg slash press yyz um you know when we were having conversations about it that i'm likely to go ndp this year um yeah. just because you know it, like i i was so inspired by justin trudeau and i do feel a little let down about some of the things that haven't come to fruition and then this very obvious kind of political ploy a high risk high reward ploy to try and get a majority that is probably now going to cost cost him the uh the the not his seat but uh being prime minister mm -hmm. um but also potentially give voice and uh give give credibility to the absolute morons that i ran into yeah. Uh, last Friday. So. <sighs> yeah, it's it's a sad it's sad. Yeah. Um, uh, like so. And this is always one of those things, too, where it's very hard to figure out how to vote mm -hmm. in these type of situations because you don't want to put the wrong people in power. Yeah. Um, like 
it's a, and it's one of those things like, so here's the deal. My, and I, I'm probably going to vote NDP as well this year. Mm -hmm. Um, what, my, what, what does your, your writing usually go? So it goes NDP. My it area has gone NDP for like 20 years. The woman who, okay. um, was the Irene Matheson. Uh, she, up until the last election cycle was the MP for like, I want to say close to 20 years. Okay. She was well-respected. I met her a few times, uh, really good, uh, member. Um, and she retired and then her daughter took over. Oh, ah, so, so Lindsay okay. Matheson and she got elected in last year. Okay. So, good. yeah. So, um, so yeah, anyway, so I think that's like, regardless of how I vote, it's going to go NDP, but I'm probably likely to vote NDP. I actually like Jagmeet Singh quite a bit Yeah, as well. I'd be yeah. okay with him being prime minister, but this is a problem with Canadian politics really in, in general. And it's the fact that we've got two left parties and one right party. Yeah. The, the hardest part is we split that vote, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry there there are there are more parties but they don't typically hold enough seats to really sway any sort of influence no um, like the green party picks up one seat the ppc party which nobody should vote for uh got zero seats yeah zero seats last time i'm hoping zero seats this time yeah um so sorry we do have other parties but really if you're not familiar with canadian politics we have three parties two left-leaning ones and one right-leaning one um yeah. and well the majority of canada if you look at the votes we're probably 60 or 70 percent like on the left mm -hmm. because we split those left votes yeah it can make an issue in terms of who's getting into power i really would like to see a prominent like uh third party or a fourth party come out on the right yeah and so like if you think if you think about it um wow th this is going to be a very political episode wow this is fun actually i don't yeah I, I enjoy um, talking politics yeah the um so okay if you think about it um you've got the liberal party who is a more centrist leaning party right they mm -hmm. are more left than the uh conservative party which that makes sense yep. um and then you have the ndp who is further to the left right um so the liberal party being the minority with the added help of the ndp can pull things left almost no problem right yep. if it's a minority government with the the conservatives they are going to lowball everything so that the two other opposing liberal parties sort of have to attempt to... They have to work extra hard to try and pull things even closer to the center um, of, of whatever. It, it just makes it that much more difficult to have good progress, right? If you remember mm -hmm. under, under Harper, he had policies where scientists were barred from speaking. Yeah. And I, it, it, it is policies and things like that, that have, unfor unfortunately, because I, there was a time where I wanted to give everybody a fair shake and try and like be open-minded of, of different parties and stuff like that. But it's like, things like that are, are why I, I choose to vote with my ABCs 
anything but conservative. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just, you know, yes, I align politically, but like, in my ex in my experience, any conservative leadership has been in such bad faith um, for lower income and, and the majority of people in who, who make up the population that it's just sort of makes it hard to to even want to listen to them because then you have their their vocal minority coming out in full force and being complete and total degenerates so yeah um yeah, and that's kind of, I think I follow a very similar path. Uh, like, my dad voted liberal, and so I just mm -hmm. thought, oh, I should vote liberal until I started understanding more about politics, I want to say about 10 years ago, and starting to understand more. I had a boss who was a conservative, and he believed in conservative fiscal values. Not necessarily, he does not believe in a lot of the other values that we've seen crop up over the past few years. Yeah. But fiscally, yeah. he believed in small like small government. Sure. Um, and that's where he would vote. Uh, we actually happened to once be at a small dine or um, a small hole in the wall in Kitchener, a family run business that's been there forever called country boy. And he was my boss goes, look behind you. And Stephen Harper's behind the counter doing a publicity tour. <laughs> wow. Uh, like serving drinks, coffee to people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. And then we started, that's when I started to like really engage in Canadian politics and understand more about where I sit and where I feel and kind of like started to realize I'm probably more on the NDP side than I am the liberal, even though mm -hmm. like I voted for did, liberal, but I wanted to, that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Did you do that vote compass? Yes, I did the vote compass. I was kind of in between NDP and liberal. Okay. So yeah. almost right in the middle. Um, but I like, I'm very like, like if I was in the States, I'd be considered one of the pro Democrat progressives. Yeah. And like, in how I feel and what should be there. Um, but I, at the same time, I wanted to give concern. I wanted to have those conversations with conservatives to yeah. understand like their values and have those conversations and having those conversations has gotten harder and harder, and harder. Um, in the past few years. And I think there's extremism on both sides. Yeah. Like absolutely. there's no question about that. Um, I, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just bring him up. I know he's a dirty word. When I used to listen to podcasts beyond back in the day, yeah, I was really interested in hearing Colin's take on things because yeah. I didn't hear a mainstream conservative voice ever. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't, and you, you were doing the responsible thing in wanting to be informed of all possible angles, which yeah. is fair. And I, it was n understanding what the other, like the other side wants helps you understand about how to proceed and how to move forward. Um, yeah. And Colin had a pretty good, like he always had interesting takes. And I go, you know what? I could see it from that side. Now lines yeah. were crossed and certain things have happened yeah. since then. Since There's no then that. Yeah. Like I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt for a long time. And I'm well past that at this point. I wish I could be, I think he could have an important voice in the industry, but he chose to not. Yeah. He, he, he chose to, to, to literally 
fall into the dark side as opposed to you know actually like consider some sort of reason or, or whatnot but like yeah with, with with colin like you know i i understand the the having to separate part ways because of the shitty joke that he made yeah uh, during his time at kind of funny and whatnot um, but even and if he had apologized and said you know what that wasn't right of me but he had yeah. this stance no and that's i think this is where my biggest breaking point and i was not pro on his side for a while but it was like i kind of get it but then as time time has gone on I'm like you know what i don't get it you should just apologize you upset people you don't want yeah. to upset people um like it's it's not okay and he's screamed victim ever since then and he's kind of yeah. cried into this unfortunately fallen into this narrative as well that people talk about and i would like to see a pro and i think the gaming industry i would like to see more conservatives come out and have opinions but not mm-hmm. like shitty ones about race and talk talk, yeah. about, talk about government talk about like policies mm-hmm. something yeah so when he when he first separated from kind of funny and created colin's last stand he was doing like Political very stuff thoughtful like history videos and political videos and stuff and very well thought out well researched what right and so a yeah. lot of those early ones like like you it you wouldn't think like like based on the stuff that we we've seen since you wouldn't think that he was he is somebody who actually believed that you know the the confederate flag should be taken down and like those confederate monuments and stuff should be taken down like people were into destroying them at the time and he was of the the thing that they should probably be put in a museum or something um mm-hmm. because well uh, well it is like there are a lot of shitty parts of history like our history here in canada specifically oh yeah right but also in the states um you know rather than destroy it it should be part of history now you can still put the destroyed monument and and put the story around it in a museum yep but you know there's yeah it's he's definitely fallen further and further into the darkness unfortunately and i think it's one of those things where he needs to feed his base like you're right about those politics videos i thought they were interesting i didn't watch everyone but mm-hmm. the ones I like saw were well, th- like you talk about, well researched, well thought out. He's a history major, like that's his background. He understands that stuff, and I think that's why I appreciated his opinion on, like, from a conservative point of view back in the early days because he was well versed in it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, his base isn't looking for that, and that's why he stopped doing those videos. Mm-hmm. They weren't performing, and he wasn't getting what he needed out of it. Uh, to continue operating he started to fall back into games and like he does i think it's the most successful patreon uh yeah campaign out there right now or patreon out I, there i think so something like that yeah um it's hard to tell because everybody's started to hide how much money they get and how many viewer or how many like subscribers they have yeah um yeah so which i honestly is probably a good call um but like, like he has talked about how he's like number one in terms of that, but he's got a specific loyal fan base that 
needs to hear the things and needs to see the things he's doing to continue to keep him where he is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So that. he needs to feed feed them to be able to continue doing what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's Yeah, he's he's created a monster that helps him financially and he has to he Yeah, he he needs to keep it alive so that he can keep going. Yeah. And I get that, but have some fucking morals. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I guess I don't know even know how we segue it over to this. I was just talking about how like I appreciated his opinions and hearing them. And that's kind of where I started to open up my eyes and try to listen to other people. But at the end of the day, it's very hard to have conversations with the people on the right now. And absolutely. It's no, you go ahead. I I do a lot of interrupting. No, don't worry (laughs) about it. Sorry. You get a lot of it's my freedoms. Yeah. And they default back to the same talking point over and over and over again, even when you watch political interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the, sorry, I'm talking too many politics. Um, Sidney Powell, the lawyer for Trump, who said that it was Hugo Chavez and Dominion and Smartmatic. Um, I think I miss, I think I may miss this one. Okay. So she's been pretty prominently in the, uh, in the press. Because she had press conferences saying that this was Hugo Chavez's fault, like a plan from Hugo okay. Chavez, and they they own Dominion and Smartmatic um, voting machines, and the fix has been in for a long time. Anyway, she's being sued by Dominion for a huge sum of money. She's mm-hmm. uh, likely being disbarred, and like there's been no substantial interviews with her um, that have led to any substance unless it's like on the most alt-right of alt-right news stations in the States. Yeah. Like, okay. Nobody can get anywhere with her. Even Fox has trouble and had like uh, Tucker Carlson was like, no, uh-huh. we can't have her on. She can't prove anything. Yeah. So. Well, to she, be fair, no, nobody who goes on Tucker, Tucker Carlson ever really proves anything unless they're, disproving anything tucker carlson says and that's completely fair but for him to say a guest can't come on because that is unusual yeah that's pretty rare so yeah um but she was interviewed and it shows the difference between like and i've seen this before too she was interviewed by an australian news channel and they took her to the fire with questions and they weren't letting go from it uh, to a point where she's like, do you work for Smartmatic? As they're asking about like the claim she made that she couldn't substantiate, didn't know the facts about, even though okay. she made these like huge claims uh-huh. um, and then started to like, so was like defaulting on like, do you work for these people? And then tried to walk out of the interview. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, okay, yeah. Because, because it got a little bit difficult to spew your bullshit. So now you got to run away. Yeah, she couldn't answer the questions because the reporter was asking good, solid questions and follow-up questions yeah. to the questions, and she didn't have answers. And um, I feel I I feel like that that's like the one thing that that actually keeps me out of get, get getting in. Never say never. Getting into politics proper, like myself, is yeah. like like I I don't think I could. I could, I could handle being asked those questions, but I get incredibly frustrated when it's just like, when I have to answer, like, listen, I don't have an answer for you right now. We'll 
we will get to it at some point or something right and we're the the badgering that that the press can can do to try and get to the story and get to the answers is kind of ridiculous did you see did you see the uh the other clip um from the states uh recently where there's a fox news reporter asking about uh the the situation in afghanistan and stuff like that oh uh and brian ducey's son peter ducey yeah and 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 biden had was just like yeah you you do understand that like this was the former administration's plan all along and i even still like i i postponed it to try and get more time and blah 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 and it's just like he kept like doubling down and not listening to the answer and just like no 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 i'm asking you a question now it's like do you under and biden just had to like put his hands in his head and just like fucking just you could tell he was just thinking this guy is a fucking more like what the fuck yeah peter ducey's not great yeah and then um then then the uh yeah and then then everybody on the right starts tweeting things like oh this is what weakness looks like with like a picture of by it's just like because he doesn't want to put up with your bullshit that's weakness fuck off yeah and that's the continual problem and like i said we're seeing it seep into canadian politics even with that you you saw the trudeau ad that the conservatives put out from the charlie and the um, chocolate factory yeah that was that so petty so and it, like they it, it got pulled down as yeah. well right well and you know what that made me think of number one it was like right when the election was announced or about to be announced but mm-hmm. i think in their heads they thought we've got something good here this is going to go yeah. viral this is going to be on tiktok like yeah. this is what the kids want to see and yeah it looked like hello fellow kids and then it just backfired yeah, everybody hated it. Even the conservatives hated it. Like like yeah. other premiers were like, no, this is a bad ad. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, yeah. And it looked like something that Matt Trey, uh, or no, Matt, Matt, Matt Parker, Stone. Matt Trey Stone. Yeah, Trey Stone, Matt Parker would have done, like with Justin Trudeau talking with the head over the thing. Like it was just yeah. so bad. And I think they're like, oh, this is cool. We're going to get some kids. Hello, as you said, hello, fellow kids. And it just didn't work at all. Yeah. It just, oh. stupid so, so um stupid. well that's the politics corner yeah that that was a good 45 minutes of that <laughs> <laughs> i apologize if you're not into politics yeah um th- thanks to the one viewer for sticking around yeah <laughs> um i do enjoy talking politics i think it's an interesting thing and i think we can maybe talk more about this as we get further into the election or after the election. Like it's what, three weeks away from us right now. Yeah. The 21st is election yeah. day. So, th- Oh, three weeks exactly today then. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens uh, once all the votes are counted and hopefully every legal vote gets counted. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Not again. Oh God. Oh, I hope that doesn't permeate into it. Uh, oh, but it's, it's gonna, um anyways so as you can tell aj and i are very passionate about that so yeah um i enjoyed that talk actually so no that was fun um i do want to talk about what i've been uh doing um so about two weeks ago i took a break uh from the show and from streaming for a week 
Um, I was in a good mental health space. Still not ready to mm-hmm. completely talk about that. Um, sure. But I just want to tell people out there, when you're having mental health struggles, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to talk uh, to mm-hmm. people. It's okay to ask for help. Um, I think we've been, and we've all been here, um, and I think it's something we've tried as a show and as um, co-hosts to really be um, compassionate about and understanding when people are having those struggles because they do happen you can be mm-hmm. a rock as much as you think you should be but like everybody has those struggles and it's okay to say you know what i need to take a break i need to step away yeah and come back absolutely um, absolutely so but then after that so we'll move on from there um i was in a really bad place for like a three or four day period i went up to my parents cottage and spent a week up in uh, new liskard I've never heard of that place. I'm going to Google it. Tell it's me about, about it. two hours north of North Bay. Um, they actually, so New Liskard is technically uh, Temiskaming Shores. It's a group of small cities, Cobalt, Halliburry, um, and uh, New Liskard. And my oh, parents wow. have. That's a, that's a fucking, that's past Sudbury. Uh, it's a, a, yeah, it's, I don't, it's probably about the same distance as Sudbury from my house. Like it's an eight hour drive to get there. When that's you factor a, in lunches and breaks. That's a trek. Holy so, shit. Okay. Um, my mom's had a cottage. So not had a cottage. My mom, uh, since she was a little girl, there was a place called the Old Mission. And her parents would rent a cottage and they would go fishing there regularly. Um, and that was just their spot. And so for years, my parents would take us to the Old Mission. We'd rent cottages there and we'd uh, for the week and we'd stay there and they go fishing. Um, it got to a point where they love fishing and I learned to hate fishing because of how much they made me go fishing and my sisters go fishing. It's one of those yeah. things where when you force people to do it, you have no like want to do it. Of course. Um, which is why like when, even when I go down, I'm like, nah, I'm not really interested in doing that at all. Um, uh, but my son loves it. So I do go out occasionally. My wife likes it too, but it's because they haven't been forced into, per diem at like stupid early in the morning to go on boats in like terrible weather and yeah things um anyways long story short my parents actually ended up getting a trailer there a few years ago instead of renting the cottage so they put a trailer up on there it was a real pretty rinky dink trailer to begin with and they bought a nicer one and they built some like decks around it um and then it burnt down oh Uh, they had a fire and everything just went up so they got a new trailer um they put it up there but unfortunately the property they were staying at was sold uh to a new woman uh and husband and they're kind of crazy oh wait am i allowed to say that no i'll say it anyways they're kind of crazy and so it led to them leaving there and accidentally um finding this cottage for sale that hadn't even been listed yet but the couple were selling it and my parents basically got to buy it before it was put up on the market wow yeah um and it's a they bought it last year um it's a new property like not new property but it's new to them so they've got a lot of stuff they're working on they put a bunkhouse in there so that's where me and my family stayed uh because they only have like they've got a spare bedroom in the cottage but it's not enough for like five people so they put a bunkie in they've been doing a lot of projects uh internally um but we went out there to spend some time uh my wife uh, my sons and me and yeah we had a good time i um 
just relaxed. I read some comic books on the tablet. Um, in fact, I read the entire run of Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, which is supposed to be the basis for the new Disney Plus show. Okay. So it's one of the like revered epic, like when you talk, you hear Hawkeye and what you need to read, everybody says Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. And it was like, I haven't read much Marvel. I'm going to read this. And it was interesting. Um, so, but I, what it turned out was that my mom wanted my help doing things around the cottage and projects as it's a new property to them. Sure. So sure. she's like, oh, Nathan's strong and fit now. Um, he, <laughs> he, he can help us with things. So we got to help with a few projects around. Uh, one of them I almost lost a finger twice on. Okay. Tell me the, about, tell me about that. This was, um, so it, it's not as advanced as the other stuff, but basically it's a cottage. They have a wood burning fireplace inside the cottage as well as they have, um, a campfire outside. So they need to cut wood and they actually had a company cut through, come through and cut a lot of their dead, um, um, trees and stuff off or like parts of trees that trees that had died trees that were dying and basically took them right down. Uh, so they spent all, I want to say almost like eight hours throughout the day, getting these pieces out of the, um, arborists, I believe mm-hmm. arborists to come in and pull, call the dead, um, the dead trees. So what happened when it was done, we were left with a lot of, um, wood that needed to be split and turned into smaller pieces of wood so that it could be burnt. Mm-hmm. in said fire now thankfully i didn't have to use an axe um <laughs> my parents actually have a hydraulic uh wood splitter okay and essentially you put the piece of wood in it and it has just a giant it's like a blade yeah. but it's really slow it's not fast oh, okay it, but because it's high Probably pressure it's yeah i think it'd be worse but because it's <laughs> high pressure basically this like metal assignment, like a super sharp blade, maybe it's sharper than I think it is just continues to press into the wood until it splits. And then you slide the wood around to get into like little pieces as it continues to like go into the splitter. Uh Anyways, as we were splitting the wood with this hydraulic press, uh, my finger got caught between the metal and one of the logs. And I couldn't get it out till they had pulled it back. Oh, um, thankfully I did not lose my finger. It is still sore after a week. I still feel pain in the finger right now. And it was so bad. My mom, who both my parents are nurses Mm -hmm. thought she was going to have to apparently heat up a paper clip or like a pin and burn a hole in the nail to let blood out. Cause she thought it was going to be bleeding internally behind the nail. Ugh. And was going to need like it was going to need need an out for the blood to like funnel out of. Thankfully, we didn't get yeah. to that point. Okay, that's good. Um, but um, yeah. So that that was part of her. And then I somehow managed to catch my finger again in a different way, even though I was doing what I was supposed to be doing after that. The the same finger? No, a different finger. Okay. On this hand, not as bad, and I don't feel any pain in it anymore. But yeah. this one, um, now it's better today, but I still feel a little bit of pain, like yeah. in the whole thing, like especially up in the joints. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, uh, they also decided that we were going to build a rock garden. 
around they've okay. built these like little rock gardens around like just basically like um rocks as a wall around the garden okay and they've got all these little plots on the land where there's like a tree and then dirt around them it turns out that those were rock gardens at some point because as we started to dig through all of them at some mm-hmm. point many many years ago um people previous had owner. previous owners yeah. had rock gardens that were there and just stuff built up and around them over time and nobody took care yeah. of them. So we uh-huh. had to take these rock gardens apart and then re rebuild one of them back together. Wow. Lifting these massive rocks. We actually went and got a few from the, uh, perimeters, um, um, around the property and from the, uh, the, the one, I don't want to say downside of the cottage is, is that it doesn't have like a Sandy beach. Mm-hmm. It's all rocks. Yeah. on the shore okay. so but mm-hmm. we basically got these rocks out and like moved them all around um we didn't finish the job completely my dad got to a point where he was like you know what you guys are doing too much you've hurt yourself twice pretty badly yeah. <laughs> um chill. Uh, yeah chill and i wanted you guys to come up and chill i don't want you guys to come up and doing work my mom had different ideas so <laughs> as is tradition I'm, yes i'm sure so, but it was a pretty good time up at the cottage. Um, I did do some astrophotography while I was up there Ooh, using the fun. Google Pixel. Yep. Um, that's, uh, um, sorry, it, fun, fun fact, not so fun fact. Um, so they, so I've got the Pixel 5, right? Yep. Which is the one after yours. Yours is the 4XL. Yep. Um, I had, I had a nightmare. I, my my use of the the Pixel Four XL was a nightmare. It kept breaking in my pocket. But, yeah, I remember you uh, had those problems. I didn't realize that when I got the Pixel Five, um, they had removed the astrophotography functionality. Really? Just on a, like a, a software basis, they removed it. Like they could huh. theoretically patch it back in, but I, I when I tried to do it, I looked it up and it's just like, wait a minute, this. Why isn't this working? I thought this was I thought this was a feature, and it's just in the Pixel Five. It doesn't work anymore. So maybe in the Pixel Six it'll work now, but that's too bad. Um, yeah, it's it was a really good feature. It was like the one good thing, the one cool thing about uh, the Pixel Four that I I appreciated. So that's too bad. I I really enjoyed. So I took a lot of astrophotography pictures while I was there last year. My wife actually bought me a tripod this year so I could do it better. Okay. And get some better shots because last year yeah. I uh, fashioned a tripod out of three sticks and a bungee cord <laughs> uh, to try yeah, and make good one. Job. Um, yeah. So I had a like an actual tripod to use and was able to get some really cool sights. Unfortunately, this year I was not able to get photos like I was able to get get last year. I got some okay photos. Yeah. With like the trees and because there's no light out there and like, but I couldn't the first night the full moon was out and I think like you could see everywhere the moon was mm-hmm. so bright. And I think that affected seeing the stars and getting the stars in the photos. And then we yeah. had a bunch of cloudy nights. Um, So I was ne- never able to get great, great photos out of it. Um, They actually added something cool now with the pixels uh, astrophotography as well, where they are doing a um time-lapse. Okay. over a second so um you got it's 
I don't know why it's only one second and why I can't do this as like just a permanent time-lapse type video because I did a bunch of those mm-hmm. last year at the cottage as well for sunrise and such. Um, yeah. But during the like three or four minutes it takes to make an astrophotography photo, it mm-hmm. then created this one second time-lapse of it all in one second where you okay. can kind of see the stars of, moving of through the skies. Moving, yeah. That's like, cool. Just, but it's only a minute or a second. Yeah. I was like, wow, why can't weird. I work? Because imagine being able to record a version of that and run it for two hours. Yeah. And absolutely. seeing everything move through the sky, like how cool yeah. that would be. Um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, it's just limited to like the one second for now. So, hmm. but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I've got a, I always have a budding. I take a lot of photos while I'm at the cottage and I've got a budding photography Um I'll never become like a professional photographer, but I like taking good photos and I tend to have an eye for it. So, um, that's my favorite that's thing good. to do. Um, and especially taking photos of the stars at night. Cause it's just so good to do out there. It's it, taking pictures of stars is just really, really cool in general. Yeah. And it's pretty much not possible with most phones. Mm-hmm. Like you try and take a picture of the sky and nothing like, yeah, either nothing or everything's blown out cause the moon is too bright. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, I'm, uh, so we had a good time at the cottage. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I didn't lose my finger. I didn't get eaten by bears. My mom made me not run, um, uh, out on the trails because there, she saw a youngling bear, which means there was a mama bear around. Well, they don't eat meat. If you see a young bear, it means as the mama bear could attack you. That's yeah, that's, so that's scary. I ran Arguably on a treadmill. scarier than almost losing your finger. Yeah, so. yeah, that's worse. Uh, we did. I did take the family up for a hike. Uh, we did have a few fun things. Uh, we went to a path called Devil's Rock Trail, and okay. it basically goes uh, down 800 feet below sea level, then up 800 feet above sea level. Oh, that's. Hmm. It's like a that's kilometer weird. and a half. Essentially, you end up at the top of this giant cliff called Devil's Rock. Okay. And you can just. I took a nice big panoramic view of it, and it doesn't really well represent exactly what i saw when i was there i posted it to twitter um if you want to take a peek at it but it was an amazing sight um there was an issue with the motor on my dad's boat and he didn't want to take it too far but i would have loved to get a picture from the other side looking up at the rock to be like i took this from here oh yeah i'm looking at um i just googled devil's rock there and i'm looking at it and that's that's a that's a cliff yeah so um wow i was actually kind of worried at the edge because my kids kept wanting to get closer to look over the edge and there's no at some point you can tell there was a fence but it's been stripped back and they haven't fixed it oh yeah um so um and the path walking up is completely rocks Mm -hmm. it's like I, I thought maybe I could run it no it's like like there's certain points where you're just walking on rocks over rocks over rocks yeah so yeah that's yeah that's a whoa the the it seems like a really neat place yeah was the water what color was the water when you were there a lot of these pictures are showing like brown water so the water can be brown and greenish there's algae that can wash up at the like especially around the shores when you yeah. get further out, I think the water is a little more blue. It's not like a bright blue lake, though. It's like the water's brown because yeah. it's pulling out. It's not a 
like it's i guess it is a deeper lake you can get into parts of the lake which are like several hundred feet mm-hmm. um but there's a lot of shallow places in the lake too and all that sediment from the bottom kicks up which makes the brown water yeah so mm-hmm. but yeah um we had a good time it was fun it was nice to be there it'll be nice to be there next year again um the eight hour drive is a little far for me but it's doable in a day so yeah um but yeah that was my cottage trip uh and what i've been doing for the past week and now i'm back at work so Mm. yeah yeah i uh i'm still struggling with my uh my my physical health issues uh (laughs) i had it i had an eye exam today apparently we uh, so apparently sarcoidosis can affect the eyes uh, and cause some sort of swelling or whatnot. Um, okay. So it was recommended that I go get an eye exam. I've still got twenty twenty vision. Okay, that's good. With, uh, with the, I, it, it it's it's an optional prescription for, um, night Reading. vision. Night vision. Um, okay. And when they when when she when the optometrist tested the uh, the lenses. Um, like uh, just at at what that prescription would be it, it was such a minuscule increase in sharpness detail for night nighttime that it's just like i could i could go to i could go to the 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 store and just get like a cheap thing to keep in my glove box in my car if i wanted gotcha. like having driven at night recently even like i don't notice an the, issue the, an issue at all yet other than mm-hmm. you know that sometimes i've got a slight astigmatism in one eye that that i can see some haloing and some some stars uh around like the street lights but they don't get in the way of anything so yeah but, um actually i just had my eyes checked on the friday before i left for the cottage okay because uh, it's been like uh i want to say three almost three years since i've had my eyes to, like checked and um i think i told you but i was diagnosed with pre-diabetes a few years ago um and that's what it can affect your eyes and i had Mm -hmm. just recently been through an eye exam when i was diagnosed so i was like i just had an eye exam so they're like okay it's probably fine but i thought maybe i should go check it out um my prescription's almost the same and it's very very light like i've got one of the lightest prescriptions if you put my glasses on you'd be able to see um, okay. It kind of sharpens everything up a little bit, um, okay. but uh, like it's changed so minorly that my de- um, dentist, my optometrist yeah. um, was like, honestly, just get a new pair of glasses. If you've got the budget through your health plan, don't. And then you can continue to wear your old ones. Yeah. Like. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. The Yeah. And um, actually, uh, so I. The the optometrist that that I saw um, today, um, uh, so I I I look. I I would just you know I want to get to know my doctors a little bit, especially yep. while I'm going through everything. That's completely um, fair. And so so I looked her up, and uh, she apparently does her own podcast. Oh um, wow! About about optometry. Um, and she gets together with a. a a handful of other optometrists uh colleagues and and they'll talk about uh medicinal uh uh advances and and other other issues but as it pertains to optometry it's called um the four four eyes 
podcast or something like that. Oh, um, wow. That's super cool. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And yeah, it. So, yeah, I, it's am I going to listen to it? Not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> I subscribe to it because like, oh, that's cool. Like an optometrist who does a very specific kind of podcast and they're she's clearly doing it for fun and it it, it clearly seems to be something that uh you scroll back in all the old episodes uh something she started uh at the beginning of the pandemic so you know not too yeah. dissimilar to us no hey that's uh that's cool um like podcasts are a unique way to listen to things like my dad still subscribes to Sirius radio up yeah. north because their Wi-Fi, they get like a hundred gigs and it comes down at fifteen megabits per second at a max. Woof. Split between everybody. They can't wait for Starlink to show up. Yeah. Um uh, but so he can't stream or do anything, so he still has to focus on serious radio. Yeah. But it was like, honestly, like a lot of the stuff you can get from streaming music and like streaming sites and um mm-hmm. uh podcast services, like it's podcasts are replacing talk radio yeah and i think for the better that's exactly what podcasts are right yep so so all right well aj um yeah i don't think we got a lot else to say i think we've talked a lot yeah i mean uh, my background here i played through halo reach but you know we can talk about that later maybe oh i'm sorry about that does his own no 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 when cozy does his own playthrough it's uh halo reach is still a very good halo game um is that a more recent game yes it came out in 2010 2010 okay okay yeah it um it's yeah it in some cases it you know some some people hold it in high regard and in other cases i think it goes a little underrated Mm -hmm. in a lot of a lot of aspects um just the things it did differently compared to the the trilogy uh prior to it um you know that that it, it's it's super cool um but yeah and 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 kind of sad because it you go into it knowing kind of that it's going to end badly and this is you are playing through the story of how that happened yeah so. and i think we've discussed this but it's the first um the first halo chronologically in t- right in terms of the games yes um well i think there's like a halo wars or something in there that comes before that and like the the spartan assault like twin stick shooter games but like when we're if we're talking mainline first person shooter halo games yes it's the one chronologically um it takes place like so so star wars rogue one you know how that leads right into a new hope yes 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 it takes it it is that story for halo okay okay yeah sweet yeah um yeah so we'll discuss that once cozy gets through um um, yeah or or if if alex uh uh, comes back and and what needs to talk about some halo some more before infinite comes out so yeah um, like i said i'm excited to get into uh infinite multiplayer and maybe when a here's the thing and actually this is a question i didn't i don't know your answer to Okay. How do you feel about co-op being delayed? And would you rather see the entire campaign be delayed? 
versus um, or just like co-op because i know a lot of people said they play this with other people and that's been their experience with the yeah. campaign and playing it in co-op for me halo has always been a solo experience in okay. terms of the campaign yep um and it's only especially the first playthrough it's only afterwards where i want to challenge and i want to do it on legendary or something like that that i want to bring a friend with me and try and play it that way gotcha um, so for me especially after halo 5 i just want to see what happens next right yep. okay, okay halo 5 not it didn't necessarily have a cliffhanger but it left some things open that i really want uh closure on and some information on um, okay okay for me personally and if that means you got to sacrifice uh co-op for it i am okay with that because we're okay. still going to get at the same time the competitive multiplayer yep right regardless of whether or not forge is in that we're still going to to get that yeah so. that's fair yeah all right well let's end the show for the day um yeah we're at an hour and a half actually i did not expect that between the two of us i think i said this would be a shorter affair and i was a big liar to all of y'all yeah you're a um, dirty stupid liar that's you yeah, uh, we got in a great, uh, few great conversations, though I really enjoyed our talk about politics, and maybe we can have that discussion uh, a bit down the line. Um, and you know what? I'm just going to put this out there. If we've got somebody who's got conservative values and they'd like to come on and have a conversation too, I'd love for that down the line. Yeah. So you, you can, yeah, you can, you can do that episode. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in to Press YOZ. If you enjoyed the broadcast, be sure to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Twitter at Press YYZ and slide into our discords at invite.gg slash Press YYZ to keep the conversation going. Until then, thanks for playing, guys.